Hey everyone, it's that time again. Dads, dudes, and coaches coming to you from the studio here in Westchester. And with me on this episode is a very special guest coming from the ways, the likes of Florida, down in Cold Springs, ATP top top play American player, Todd Whittem of ToddWhittemTennis.com. Uh, you might know him as hashtag not a tennis academy. One of the great coaches. Uh, thank you for being with me on this episode, Todd. Well, thanks very much for inviting me. I look forward to it. Yeah, uh, I'm psyched I'm talking with you. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're a dad, uh, as well as a coach. <laughs> and I know is time correct. is precious. And uh, and so really, thank you for taking the time out to be with me. And before we get into your coaching career and our focus today, uh, Mindset of a Champion, can you give our listeners a little bit of your tennis story, being a top American player from a young age until your time on the tour? Sure. So, you know, basically, you know, obviously, you know, you, you film your show in, you know, in New York. So my whole family was from New York. Mm-hmm. I was actually the only one born in Florida. So cool. my father was into golf and my mom was into tennis. So I, my parents were members at the country club of Coral Springs. So I started playing okay. some tennis and golf when I was six years old. And, um, and so my father being a foot and ankle surgeon here in South Florida, one of his friends came up to my father and, uh, and said, Hey, I can see, you know, I can tell that your son really loves tennis. So he needs to go to this arena 15 minutes down the road. It was called Wellaby in sunrise, which is basically the Western part of Fort Lauderdale. Okay. And you need to bring him over there and he needs to start taking lessons and training and, and taking groups. So I remember walking through the door when I was six years old, holding my mom's hand <laughs> yeah. and I'm walking up to yeah. the gate yeah. and I was just astonished. I mean, <laughs> I saw, and at that time, from what I was told, there were 80 or 90 kids in wow. the tennis academy okay. in a military type, very tough, tough love yeah. type tennis arena that were producing many champions, whether it was sectional, national, best juniors in the world, and there were some of the best professionals in the world training right next to the kids. Oh, my god! And, you know, a, a beginner like myself, you know, coming into that arena, yeah. not having any proper grips or movement, you know, right. knowing nothing about tennis, right. that was just an absolute shock to the system. And so, but I love tennis. I mean, you could not yeah, drag yeah. me off. Yeah, and ball. you knew it at six, right? I knew it right away. Yeah. I mean, you know, they... they I think that the coaches and the parents, they, they, they knew that, you know, maybe I could become, you know, a good player one day, but, uh, but I was, it was just such a tremendous arena. And so these two gentlemen, these two Argentine gentlemen, um, really groomed me and trained me my whole career. Okay. Uh, one gentleman was George Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one is with me, uh, in, in my training system, Pierre Arnold. Mm-hmm. Um, George Paris was well known for, um, bringing up and and producing Jay Berger. So for the viewers that uh, yeah that don't know J- who Jay Berger is, he was top ten in the world in the yeah. late '80s and early '90s. Um, yeah, and he was known as a very tough competitor, grinder, and then um, and uh, and actually became my head coach at University of Miami. But but anyways, he was hitting in my lessons when I was a young kid. So that was that was tremendous. And and you know we you know coming from these Argentine gentlemen, you knew that they loved you, tough love but you were built on respect and humbleness, 
George would not give you a lesson unless your shirt was tucked in. You had to go through some very tough drills. Yeah. And but they were there to produce champions. Right. You know, people need to right. understand that's what it was. Um, and so it was a tremendous upbringing. Um, and so that was George Paris. On, uh, um, and then the other gentleman that maybe many of you have seen, you know, on on uh, on my social media is this other gentleman, Pierre Arnold. Yeah. And so these two gentlemen trained me my whole career from when I was six years old to twenty six. Oh, that's um, great. Unfortunately, George passed away when okay. I was fifteen. So okay. so that was very tough. He had a brain tumor. So that was you know tough for us and especially tough for Pierre because yeah. that was his best friend and business partner. But um. But anyway, so, you know, I did, I did well as, as a youngster in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was doing well in the 12s. And I actually had some tough years in the, you know, maybe I was around maybe, you know, and I, I played up when I was younger. So maybe it was around 12 to 14 years old. And I was okay. I wasn't great. Right. Maybe I was a top 10 or top 20 player in the state. But then, you know, I was late. I was late, uh, you know, physically, you know, as well. I had players that were a lot bigger, a lot stronger, but, but, you know, I think people could tell that they, you know, that I was probably going to be, you know, a, a good player one day. Right. Um, and, uh, and so when I was 16 years old, I really came into my own. I became, you know, a really top player in the country. Um, I started playing professional tennis at 16 years old. I was yeah. sent on the road by myself with, you know, the, and Pierre was making the schedule for me and everything. And I was sent on the road and I was trying to qualify and I was able to qualify for some, professional events and i was playing guys two three hundred in the world already right. 16 years old i was you know needing to make game plans and do a lot of things on my own and try to survive in that arena <laughs> you know which was tough but there was a lot to learn and i was hitting with everyone whether it was a great college player or a professional i was out there and it was exciting um and then you know and then you know into the 18s you know, i became number one player in the country um i was playing really good tennis and then i took a scholarship to university of miami to play for jay Berger, and uh and and I did well there. And then after two years, I turned professional. So I turned professional after the NCAA tournament of 2003, um, and uh, started playing well and started you know beating guys around 100 in the world. And, yeah. and it was great and it was exciting. And I played the tour for six years, but unfortunately, I had a lot of injuries. You know, so I mean, the viewers are seeing you know injuries from you know the top players in the world. And yeah. you know, unfortunately, that that really hampered my career. I mean, in six years, I had. Uh, I had some really serious injuries that were tough. You know, I tore my hip twice. I tore my rotator cuff. Yeah. I had a bout with eye cancer in my left eye that needed to be removed. I tore my left knee and dislocated my right knee. Oh, so, geez. you know, when, when, <laughs> yeah, when, when you're talking about just a six year career, yeah. you know, that was a lot of injuries, right? I didn't, didn't really, I played, I think one year was, you know, injury free. Wow. Um, I had some, you know, I beat some guys that many of you have, you know, probably seen on yeah. TV, which was super exciting, you know, from, you know, coming from Florida and everything. Yeah. You know, I was able to beat some, some great players, but unfortunately my body wasn't able to withstand, you know, all the rigors of the tour. And, right. um, and it was tough, you know, I had some amazing moments and I had some moments that were very tough and especially coming back from injuries, but, uh, but it was a great experience and, uh, I learned a lot. I learned how to tough it out and grind it out. And, you know, all these skills that I learned from, from these Argentine fellows that were really, you know, I was really close with and, and still I am with Pierre. I mean, he's yeah. with me every single day. Um, it, it, you know, there were skills and, and lessons that I learned that, that were just absolutely priceless. Yeah. And so, you know, that's, that's, uh, that, that's, that was tremendous. You know, it was great. Yeah. The grit and the determination and what you learned at the academy, it really helped you 
sounds like while you're on yeah. tour to to not give up and yeah. to stick with it and kind of do yeah. your best even though you have a lot of adversity coming at you with injuries that's unbelievable absolutely. I, absolutely you know i mean the mentality you know as we'll go into talking about mindset you know in a little bit yeah you know the the mentality was if we're gonna do it we're gonna do it right right and that was coming from that whether it was from my parents mm-hmm. or my brother or in in the you know with my tennis training it didn't matter if we were washing and waxing our cars it didn't mad, matter if we were trimming the hedges in the, at the house or, yeah. you know, cleaning the pool. It did not matter. That was the mentality. Yeah. And, uh, and so I think it was great. And, and, and that was also the same mentality in the tennis arena. If yeah. you were there giving 80 or 90%, you were, it was not going over well. And, and many times you were, you, you would have been shown the door. Right. And, you know, and, and they didn't care if you were coming back again. So I had, they didn't want to train anyone not giving a hundred. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Cause the ability to say, look, you know, we're, you know, we're, you got to respect us, the sport, the practice, everybody's time here. And if you don't right. see you later, like go somewhere else. Um, yeah, I, I have this funny, really yeah, yeah. I love that. Uh, I have this funny picture in my head of you at, at six. And I think all the way up through your career, even now, you're, you're, you're that person that's like, there's this intense scene, right? And you walk up and you're, you're like, you're this young kid. You're the new guy on the tour. You're, you you know, you were saying you wanted to hit with everybody, which is awesome. It's a, it's a great mentality to have. And, and I can see like, you're salivating. <laughs> you're like, you're yeah. drooling at six. You're seeing these people just banging balls in military style and really drilling and working hard. And, and, and I feel like you're that type of person that's going to be oh oh my god this is where i'm meant to be <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah I mean, for, put me for, in coach yeah. put me in <laughs> yeah i mean for me i mean it's just it was just you know it was just incredible yeah. i mean there was no other way to describe it you know and you know i mean it was you knew the coaches loved you yeah right they were very demanding they were very tough on you but you knew they did it out of love right and it was really tough i mean it was just you know because they wanted you to do very well they were putting in so much effort and energy into right. the students right that uh that there was there was you you, you weren't going to fail you yeah. had the confidence that you were putting in such good training and such good work that it was impossible to fail yeah yeah right that's, and that's, uh, and that's that was awesome. just the society that's that's just how it was i mean that's what you felt and you came to train um and and it was it was a tremendous environment that they created. Yeah, yeah. You have a I I love your Instagram, which is how you and I came about. Uh, right. Just kind of meeting and talking and following, and and I think more so me because I I love the mentality that you bring and the videos you show and and your your moneymaker Pierre with his uh, <laughs> his traditional hitting and really making these kids work, and then the the language he's using with them, and you're just hearing him say one more, one more, do it again, do it again. Yeah. Um, but you have this quote from Bear Bryant, uh, I, who we, we know here on Dads, Dudes, and Coaches. My co-host Brad isn't here, but we love Bear Bryant, and, and particularly Brad. And so I wanted to give him a shout-out because we discussed Bear Bryant on an earlier podcast episode. And, it, and, and what your quote says, it just really stuck with me. And it says, I make my practices real hard because if a player yeah. is a quitter – I want them to quit in practice, not in a game. Right. I mean that that is uh, you know that is just 
oh man, it's like you want, that's one of those quotes I just want to say every day to my clients. Right. <laughs> it's because it's, it's, it's that mindset of, of a champion. And we had, we just had the recent Wimbledon final with uh, Nick and Novak, right? The ends, Nick and Novak in the final. Did you, were right. you able to watch any of that match? I, wa- I watched some of it. Okay. You know, I, yeah. I, heard, I heard from other, you know, some of my, you know, some of my pros or yeah. students, you know, they were telling me about it as well. Yeah. So yeah. I, I got to put it on in the backyard, do some projects. My, my daughters came out to watch kind of the end, which was really special for me to kind of see what was going on between the dichotomy of the two players, the two very contrasting, uh, uh, body language as well as verbal language that was going on. And there were right. so many, right? There's so many good takeaways from this match. Uh, but one that stood out to me was the difference in the mindset of these two players, right? Like you right. have one guy that's won 20, what, 22, 21 major right. champions. And you have one that's been this, I think this was his, for Nick, I think it was his first singles final. Can yep. can you, I mean, you, you were on the tour, you have that mindset, you grew up in that environment uh, which which is amazing. And can you speak to what you were able to witness and and kind of put your spin on what that was what was going on? Sure. Well, you know, I mean, pe- people love Nick Kyrgios. Yeah. Um, and, that's number and one. And kids yeah. that are coming into my arena, you know, many times they're saying that's that's their favorite player as well. <laughs> He's so talented, right? Yeah, I'm not a big fan. Right, right, and that's <laughs> I mean, okay. I love yeah, his tennis. yeah. His tennis, you know, I watched him at the Miami Open this year. Okay, um, you know, about thirty minutes down the road from me. Yeah, and uh, I watched him play Andre Rublev. I was sitting first, oh, first seat, first you know, yeah. front row on center court. Yeah, and it was one of the best performances I've ever seen live from anyone. Oh, that's and so I've cool. I've seen quite a bit of tennis. <laughs> right, that's how good. That's how good he was. Yeah, that day. Yeah. Right. And he and he and he beat he beat Rubla very very bad. Right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I was just in a state of shell shock. How good this guy <laughs> right. was playing. How good he is. It's right. great to see it live. Right. Yeah. Um. You know, players handle pressure differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Some players, you know, they're to themselves. Some get animated like Rafael Nadal. I was I was more like Rafael Nadal. That's how I was trained. Okay. Uh, the pump fist and energy and those types of things. Pete Sampras very quiet. Yeah. Nick Kyrgios, you know, th- these are this is how he handles pressure. You know, yeah. not well. Obviously, yeah. in my right. mind. Right. Um, right. You know, he's admitted that he's mentally ill. Right. Yes. He's had a yes. lot of issues off yes. the court. Yes. Right. So so the, the, you know the crowds. They're loving it, and they don't know what's going to happen next, and everything. I could understand the attraction. I look at it as I feel almost a little bad for him, a little, you know, because yeah. you know he, he doesn't know how to handle it, or you know the pressure is getting to him, and and you know many of the crowd they, they find it entertaining or, or funny, but you know as a former player, you know I'm looking at it as you know you know it could be disrespectful, yeah, it could be he's out of control. Um, you know, not, not good, not good for our kids right. to be watching this and looking up to him. Right. Cause I have, you know, yeah. my students, you yeah. know, back here in South Florida and, you know, and I don't want them, you know, showing that, right. Yeah, you know, that, on, on the court, right. I want them to be very positive and, and having, you know, very positive emotions and, and, and things like that. But I don't want them being disrespectful to referees or their opponent or yeah. yelling at people or the box or, you know, these types of things that's not acceptable. And, in right. my mind. I agree. Right. You yep. know, so, Absolutely. 
you know, so, um, you know, but, you know, coming, you know, from, from a tennis perspective, I mean, my goodness, I mean, this, this guy is on another planet, planet yeah. of talent. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. he's, a, he's a, he's a freak. Yeah. Right. You know, but with a mind that, uh, yeah, he needs to work <laughs> on, right. He's kind of a freak as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And I think for, so I know, I know for you talking, cause you have a lot of juniors that are extremely competitive, high performance, junior nationals, going on to college tennis, going on to the pro level. I think really good points to just bring up and, or maybe hear from your students about the mindset. Hey, I mean, on the other side, you had Djokovic, who was completely placid, didn't make any, you know, uh, <laughs> remark, response, was totally in the zone of his own game, right? In control of his mind from what it looked like from my standpoint, not letting any of these shenanigans get in the way of his focus or distract him. And I, I would I would imagine he's probably worked with a, maybe a sports psychologist, somebody that could help him uh, with his mindset. I don't know if that's, I don't, I don't know if you were privy to that on the tour as a player, if you had sports psychologists available. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I know a gentleman by the name of Dr. Larry Lauer. He's one that does USDA, uh, works with the U.S. players uh, down at the USDA national campus and does right. fantastic work um, on the mental side, right? Uh, right. Can you... So talk to me when you're, when you're, you know, you're, so you're, you know, from, let's say from your experience to now you're, you're coaching, you're on the flip side, it's come full circle and you're, you're working on the technical, the tactical, uh, game of these players that are coming to you at any age, young, uh, saying six, seven, eight to maybe 14, maybe you're getting them maybe 16. When do you start to incorporate that mental part of the game in your players? Day one. Day one. And, what, and, what, and what, like, take me through old. that. Yeah. What are you doing? So what we're, what we're developing is a standard of training and doing things properly. Okay. Okay. And if they don't, they're accountable. Okay. Right. So I'm talking about a level of concentration, discipline, um, work ethic, um, doing things well, mm-hmm. um, not, not missing any steps in training from the techniques to the footwork to the ball placement. I mean, and, and your viewers can watch this on, on, uh, yeah. you know, on, on yeah. social media and Instagram. They'll understand if they go and watch some of the workouts that the, that the players are going through. Yeah. Um, you're at, you're at, um, you're at what? Todd Widom underscore tennis. That's correct. Is that right? Yeah. On, in, on Instagram and your yeah, videos on are your, or yeah. Facebook. Your videos yeah. are so, so spot on, so spot on. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we are doing that from day one because I can tell you what, I mean, on social media, everybody's, you know, they're showing, I got the special drill and I got right. the special technique right. and this is the way you have to hit the ball. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you that if, and right. And, and there's, and there's specific things that, that really aren't spoken much about on social media. Right. And that is mentality, footwork, and how to play a proper tennis point. Yeah. Yeah. They're only talking about drills and, you know, maybe groups and clinics and selling, you know, their, their arena, tennis academy or whatever yeah. it is, right. A country yeah. club, whatever it is. Right. Right. And if you want to really develop a great player, there's a lot more to tennis than just technique, you know, swings and grips techniques. There's right. a lot more. Yeah. The how, right? the how and, of the uh, game. Right. And so, 
you know, if we go back to mindset of any of our students, whether it's someone coming through my door at eight years old, 16 years old, um, an ATP professional, Mm -hmm. the mentality and the mindset is number one without that, you know, a proper mentality and work ethic. You don't have much. Yeah. Right. You, You just don't, you know, and, uh, and then handling pressure, right? A lot of kids, are not training under pressure. Mm. So when they go into tennis tournaments, they crack. Mm-hmm. And you and, it, and they have to train under pressure. There's many different ways that you could train under pressure, but mm-hmm. they have to be trained under pressure. And they have to be trained under a certain standard. And if the standard is, is high one day and the standard is low one is low the next day, then that's not good. They're inconsistent. Right. Right? So then how consistent is that individual coming to train each and every day. Yeah. Coach Wooden, right? And then love it. And all these things need to be developed as a youngster. Yeah. And if, and if, and if they're not, that player is going to struggle. And, and the other thing is, is that if you want to be great, you have to be competitive. Yeah. Okay. You have to be competitive. Yeah. There are kids that are just not competitive Mm. and they hate to compete and they're scared. Mm. And, that it's going to be very difficult for them. Uh, what do you, what right? do you, what, yeah, sorry. What do you mean by they're scared of what losing or they're scared of failure, failure. Okay. Um, maybe they're scared of, you know, letting their parents down. They're scared mm-hmm. of, you know, you're right. I mean, if they don't succeed or whatever they think is, you know, is, is succeeding, mm-hmm. you know, in you know, with, with their results. Yeah. Um, I particularly love pressure. Yeah. Because then I focus better. I get more determined. Maybe I get more intense, right? In tennis, I move my feet more. I accelerate the racket bigger, right? These are the moments of truth that this is why I play. Yeah. Right. If I'm out there and I'm beating someone and I'm going to beat them, you know, six, one, six, one and kill them to me, that's boring. That's not proving much. That's not a challenge. Right. Right. That's a good point. You know, players that want to be great, that really have it. And you want to talk about this one has it. They want to be challenged all the time. Right. It doesn't matter if it's a cross court drill or a bucket drill or they're trying to hit a cone. They want to yeah. be challenged and they enjoy that type of, 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 you know, someone being on them and challenging them. And we do that all the time in, in my, in my training arena. Yeah. We're challenging the students. We're, we're assessing how well they're doing, you know, certain techniques or movements or ball placement and, you know, many different things that we're assessing every single day. Yeah. Um, but you have to challenge them. They need to be in a competitive arena if they want to be successful and maybe go to a great college or maybe a professional career. Mm-hmm. You know, there's things that have to be done on a daily basis or else it's, it's, it's not going to, it's not going to turn out well. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, and everybody's, you know, you're working with several demographics that are, that are moving in that direction. They have, they definitely have an end game or they, they know their goal of college tennis or professional level. And so, right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, for, for the, for the viewers, you know, just, you know, I'll, I'll tell them, you know, real quickly what yep. I do is that, you know, basically if, if, if a parent was going to send their child to an elite private school for academics, say a high school to try to get to a certain type of college, right. That's what I do for tennis in South Florida. So when we go back to the hashtag, not a tennis Academy, yeah. it's, it's, it's not right. Basically, you know, parents are either moving here you know, full time or maybe coming in and out as a visitor in, in, in my system yep. for this type of training. And so that's why I consider it, this is a private school 
for serious tennis players and serious tennis players only. Yeah. And it's for the same reasons as why you would send your child to an elite private school for academics. That's what I do for tennis. Yeah. So, you know, these kids are going through a very thorough day and very rigorous day of training. And I want to be making phone calls and helping these students go to the best and elite colleges in the country or maybe a professional career. Yeah. That's why we're doing, that's why we're spending these hours with these particular students. That's the joy for me to see them grow and just, and, 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 you know, maybe go to an amazing college and play tennis. And then life after tennis could be, I've, I have kids in medical school. I have kids in investment banking, mm. private equity, you know, law school. So that's what, that's what really gets me excited is that, you know, they can use their tennis to really, yeah. you know, further their careers and, and, and their life and, and, and skills that they can learn if they're trained really well and they're in a really good arena. So that gets me excited to, you know, go to work each day. That must, I mean, that must be so rewarding to know that the skills that you're giving these, uh, these, these young adults is transferable into any workforce arena. I, I think that's really cool. Really cool. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's really, you know, one of the best parts, yeah. right. Is seeing them grow. Um, yeah. and, 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 and yeah, I mean, really learn and, uh, and learn how to problem solve and deal with adversity yeah. and not crack and mentally be able to be tough enough to handle anything that maybe their life, uh, you know, throws at them. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Very cool. I want to go back to the, you said that you, you know, you employ the, there's different ways you employ mental, uh, you know, doing the mental training in your practices. Can you, for our viewers, give us, let's say one example of one way you would incorporate, um, a mental, uh, part of your, your training. Sure. I mean, we, you know, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, like I said, kids have to be trained under pressure. Yep. Right. But, but also, you know, it, it's interesting in my business, right? Because, you know, I mean, pe people in society, you know, they're all saying, you know, we're so soft now and, and the coaches can't, they're not really coaching as tough as they used to be. And then, mm. you know, the kids are softer and the parents are softer and you hear this all the time and the college coaches are, have to be softer as well and, and, mm -hmm. and all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So what I do is I look many times at the mentality and, and I look at the parents and I see how they're parenting their child. Okay. Right? So I'm seeing what their child can handle, right? You know, yeah. and, and, and so obviously I, I, I assess tennis players all the time, their techniques and the movements and, you know, how they're doing. But I also see the interactions and, and, how, and how, you know, the parents parent. Yeah. Right. Their, their child, you know, so it's interesting because one of what, one of the, the first requests that I get from a parent is train my child tough. Right. And these, okay. these are parents that, you know, they're, they're, they're successful. I mean, they're, they could be, right. you know, doctors, attorneys, own companies, you know, high up in, in, in companies, you know, these types of things, you know, these types of businesses and everything. Yep. And that's one of the first requests is I want you to train my kid tough. And I said, well, I think you're in the right arena for that. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. so, um, cause they know that if they want their child to be successful, right. The child needs a certain level of discipline and work ethic every day, because I'm sure that's how they made it, you know, high up in, in, the, in their, in their, yeah. uh, professional right. life. Right. 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 So, 
you know, when, when, when we start talking about training, you know, the kids, you know, obviously they're, and, and I'll give you an example is that, you know, for, you know, if someone is, you know, one of, one of my guys or I'm doing it, it's feeding a ball and the players say one day they, they make, you know, 10 out of 10 forehands down the line on the cone. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking hitting the service line. I'm talking about three feet by three feet, three yep. feet from the, yep. from the single sideline, yep. three feet from the, Baseline. from the, uh, you know, the, from the baseline. Yep. Um, and that player is striking the ball and they're moving well. And we're going over the footwork, the technique, the ball placement, the physical fitness, you know, right. the mentality, everything that they need. And so one day say they do 10 out of 10 and it's like, great. But then the next day it takes them 15 to hit 10. Mm. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's not good. Right. That right. means that, you know, their standard went down. Yeah. That means we, we went down, we got worse today. Right. Mm-hmm. The results don't lie. I mean, you see me write that sometimes too. Yeah. Is that results don't lie, whether right. it's in tournaments or in training, right? And so that's what we're talking about. So the kids are held to a high standard, and they're accountable for what they're doing. Yeah. Just like when their tennis career is over, whether you're a professional or it ends in college, or right, is that in your in in in, in your workplace, you're most likely going to be he- you know held to a certain standard. And I go over this with my students all the time is that, you know, if you guys are lowering your standards or you're not focused or you're forgetting or you're not retaining information, what would happen in the workplace? What would your parents do to that employee? Mm-hmm. Well, they, they fire them. I said, exactly. <laughs> that's what would happen. Right. Right. And so that's what we're really teaching. Yeah. Right. We're teaching, you know, all, all, all these, you know, all these students are great kids. I love to be with them. That's why they're here. If not, then they wouldn't be here. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so I want them to learn these, these skills, right. And, and, and they're all going to get to different levels of tennis, right. You know, maybe, maybe, Absolutely, uh, yeah. maybe I'm yeah. calling Harvard one day or I'm calling right. Stanford or maybe, you know, maybe they're going to an amazing D3, you know, a Chicago or an Amherst or, you know, all these others, you know, fantastic, you know, universities. Yeah. But, you know, ultimately these are the skills that matter. Right. They, they know how to, they know how to compete. They know how to problem solve. You know, they know how to handle adversity. They know how to stay positive in the toughest moments. You know, they, they know how to win. Right. Right. And so that's, what's really important. How to deal with distractions. Yeah. Yeah. They know how to focus. They know how to retain information. They know how to listen. Mm -hmm. When I'm talking, they're looking at me right in the eye and I can tell that they're zeroed in on what I'm, on what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. These are all skills that, 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 that my students, you know, that, that, that they're learning. That's what, that's what we're doing. We're teaching, you yeah. know, we're, we're the, we're the teachers all day long and we're teaching and, you know, these are the students that we love to be with. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you do an amazing job with them. I got to say on your, your website is fantastic. TWTennis.com. Is that right? Do I have it right? Yes, yep. it is. That, that's my website. I yep. need to redo it, so I'm so sorry to that's your viewers. Right. It was just kind of a basic website, yeah. and I've been a little lazy and busy, you know, whatever you yeah, want to call no, it. No, but, no, no, um, Come on. Yeah, but it's, it needs it's to be okay. redone. But, but, yeah, I mean, it gives you a basic information of what I do, you know, it, in South Florida and how I yeah, started, but yeah, I should and, update it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, the information that you're putting on there is phenomenal. So for an information guy like me, <laughs> I don't really care about the aesthetics. It's the content. Right, right. It's the content. And uh, also your Instagram, Todd Whittem underscore tennis, is the videos you put out there. Everything that you're putting out there is so spot on. It, it really hits, hits home with me and, and my mindset and, and what I'm trying to accomplish as a coach. 
uh, as a motivator, as an inspirator. Um, it's, it's, you, you do, yeah, like you had, I think you said you, you, you work with professional players as well. And I think soon, how do I say it? Soon will Kwan. Yeah. So, is right. That right. So, yeah, just so, you know, so, you know, for the viewers, I mean, basically, you know, in my, in my little private school here in South Florida, the coaches that work for me, yep. two gentlemen trained me. So there's Pierre that I spoke about earlier. And then there's mm-hmm. another gentleman, Bruce Farrington, okay. who trained, who trained me with Pierre from when I was 16 as well. Okay. And so those two gentlemen work, work under me. Mm-hmm. Um, they were really, you know, they spent, you know, thousands and thousands of hours on yep. the court and off the court with me. I mean, I love these guys to death. Yep. Um, and then I have, um, and then I have two gentlemen that work under me that trained with me, uh, during their last couple of years of competing. So, okay. you know, obviously I know them very well and everything, but then, um, and then I have another gentleman that I competed with on tour that I was very good friends with when I was competing on tour. So he helps me as well and works under me. Okay. Um, but going, going into going, you know, to Sunu Kwan. So there's a gentleman, Daniel, Yu, who yeah. trained with me, um, from when he was 15 years old, uh, I'm two years older than him. Okay. And so Daniel trained under Bruce and Pierre, um, from when he was 15 years old, all the way through his professional career. Yep. And he moved here from Korea and, um, and he was one of the top juniors in the country, um, with Donald Young. Oh yeah, um, sure. Yeah. During that time, that time frame. Okay. And so Daniel got to about, I believe it was about 320 on the ATP tour. I traveled with him, yep. um, you know, certain weeks of the year. I trained many, many hours with him under Bruce and Pierre. And, uh, and so Daniel came to work for me in January of 2020. And then, uh, then there was a tough pandemic time for us. It was a six week, uh, six week, uh, lockdown and everything. But, yeah. uh, but in October, I believe it was October of 2020, mm-hmm. Sun Kwan reached out to Daniel okay. and said, hey, I would love for you to train me and travel and everything. And Daniel Daniel approached me and, and he said, you know, what do you think? And I said, absolutely, that would be great. Nice. Right? I, I would, you know, I'd love for you to do that. And he was very close with Sun Wu since Sun Wu uh, from when he was 12 years old. Okay. And, uh, and they were on the same Korean club league team as well. Um. And so, uh, so Sun Wu has, has, has been great. And so Daniel started training him in November, December of 2020. Mm-hmm. And, uh, obviously I've gotten to know him very well. If you go into the clips, maybe you'll yeah. see me training him yeah. or maybe even Pierre, yeah. I'm hitting with him. I mean, whatever I can do to help them out. I really love these guys. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and, and you, and, and you still hit a really good ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I you still got it. it. You still got uh, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I enjoy you yeah. know breaking a sweat in the yeah. Florida heat and trying to beat up on my students a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's fun to know, watch. For, yeah, so yeah. You know, I enjoy that. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, Sun Wu, he's actually flying right now from Korea. Okay, to, uh, to Florida to, to you? start training. He's coming for, to you. Okay, uh, yeah. cool. Yeah, to start training for um for the hard summer circuit here in yeah. the U.S. Oh, that's awesome. So, uh, so yeah, Daniel Yu is, uh, is going to be training and traveling with him. Um, but, uh, you know, for, for those that maybe don't know Soon Woo, mm-hmm. he's the number one South Korean on the ATP tour. He got to uh, a career high of 52 in the world last year. He was the first South Korean guy um, since 2003, uh, Hyung Taik Lee. He was the, Soon Woo last year was the first guy to win an ATP title, I believe it was, in, in, you know, since 2003. Okay. So, uh, yep. so that was exciting. It was That's great cool. and everything. And so, um, yeah, so, 
you know, now, uh, you know, he's doing well. And, and, you know, for those that were following Wimbledon, he was the one yeah. that, uh, that played Novak Djokovic yeah. very tough in the first round at Wimbledon yeah. on center court. Yeah. That, and, uh, he put yeah. in a very good performance and, uh, he gave Novak a very tough match. Yeah. So we were excited and I was trying to watch that while I was training the kids on my cell phone. <laughs> and, and, you know, and Daniel Yu was in yeah. the, was in the box. And then right. one of my other students that, uh, that was one of our top students who graduated from Penn, who's going to go to medical school. He was in the box with his oh, mom, wow. so I'm watching this, and, <laughs> and uh, so it was good, and it was exciting, you know. That's and the cool. kids are, you know, the students in my arena, they're excited, you know, because Sunwoo is going to start hitting balls, and, and, they're, and he's going to be right next to them, yeah. you know, hitting, you know, hitting balls, and they're going to see one of these top guys, very disciplined, super respectful, yeah. always smiling, just a great guy. Yeah, positive um, attitude, and uh, so so we, we we love these guys, obviously, <laughs> like like yeah. you when you were growing up. It's cool. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's 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 it. I mean, yeah. it's cool. It's come, you know, coming yeah. full circle. Um, yeah. So before, look, but this is, I mean, there's there's so much here, and I really appreciate you going into detail about some of the mental side of being a tennis player, uh, spe- sure. specifically what it takes right from the beginning, the way you said, like, okay, first lesson, and what you're also paying attention to how they interact with their parents and how the parents. That's that's a really good tip. Um, how do the parents interact with the kids and are they looking for the same expectations as their own, the consistency, um, day in and day out, uh, super important, very important to follow. But what you have on this? Yeah, go ahead. No, I just, I I think, you know, you have to understand, you know, it's not a cookie cutter mold training tennis player. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, the, the players that are entering my arena, they're all coming from different arenas. And they all need something different, right? Maybe it's technical or mental or physical or tactical, yep. you know, or, or all the above, right? right so, right. you know, you have to assess them and you have to know how to train them and understand. I mean, you need to understand, well, I mean, this kid is five foot five and then this one is going to be six foot four. Mm. And you have to develop a game so that they can really thrive and achieve their goals. Yeah. The kids can't be trained the same, That's, right? You see this yeah. on social media, it drives me crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. You see... The kids, they all yeah. have to hit the ball the same way, the techniques. Now, they may have similar fundamentals, yeah, but they're not going to, the swings are not going to be the same. When you look at the at WTA or ATP right. tennis players, their swings are different. They're not all the same. Yeah. So it drives me crazy when I see a lot of this stuff. Yeah, that's um, a very good Where point. all the kids in a certain arena have to hit the ball the same. It drives me nuts. Yeah. But, um, Such a good point. But anyways, you know. Such a good point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, everybody has to be on the same page and you have to understand how to train that particular individual and you have to understand what works for them mentally, yeah. right? What can they handle? Yeah. What was their upbringing? Yeah. Right. You have a lot of different upbringings as well. Yeah. So, you know, you, you have, you have to, you have to assess and you have to know, you know, who, who you're training. Uh, so, 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 so much learning so much just in this half hour with you. Um, yeah. Good, uh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. So cool. Uh, so, but we're going to, we're going to learn more because we have our two-minute drill now before we go. And, right. and so this is where we're going to learn a little, some, some fun stuff about you. Um, personally, I just pepper questions with you for two minutes, and you just give us a quick one, uh, quick answer. Hopefully I can handle this pressure. Hopefully I can handle it. <laughs> yeah, you got, right. I think you can handle it. All right, here we go. Uh, okay. Just a whole bunch of questions. All right, ready? First one, super easy. Favorite tennis player of all time? Jim Courier. Okay. You have one game to play against anyone right now. Who would it be? 
Roger. Nice. Favorite tourney you played in? Indian Wells, no doubt about it. Okay. The one player you didn't want to face? David Ferrer, and I played him at Indian Wells. Nightmare. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, weirdest habit you have or you saw from a player when you played on the tour? Yeah, you don't step on the line. It's like a Rafael Nadal OCD thing. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, that is a good one. Uh, pickleball or Padel? Neither. <laughs> just, you can't say neither. You got to pick one. <laughs> ah, um, Come on. Padel. Okay. Yeah, uh, favorite moment from your college career at University of Miami? Favorite moment. Uh, there were a lot of good moments there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, good and bad. I lost 11 9 thirds at tiebreaker center court University of Georgia to make the finals of NCAAs. Wow. It was a good. It was a good and bad. Yeah. Moment. Sure. Okay. Well, that's that's really yeah. cool though. That's really cool. Uh, morning or night person? Morning. Your greatest. Five a.m. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. 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 Great. Um. Yep. Your greatest attribute as a player. I would say, you know, I'm under six feet tall. So basically it was using my brain and I had heart and I had guts and I was not afraid to go for my shots when it mattered. Oh, I love that. Fearless. Okay. First thing you do when you wake up at 5 a.m. <laughs> yeah, it could be five, could be six. Uh, <laughs> eh, go to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. Honest. Uh, yeah, let's see. Your greatest athlete of all time in any sport Bo Jackson oh that's a good one okay who wins in a singles game in each of your prime you or your mentor Pierre me <laughs> <laughs> love the confidence all right last one if you could be anything else in this world what would you be beside a coach pro golfer Ooh. I grew up playing a lot of yeah. golf I play a lot of golf as well okay yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, Mr. Todd Whittem, it's that time, my man. I've got to wrap the show up. This has been a real, I mean, for me, this has been a real pleasure for me on That's this right. podcast, talking with you, just learning so much. Uh, and, I, and I, again, thank you because I know you're busy and you're taking time away from your schedule f with all those kids and your family. So thanks for being with us for these 40. Absolutely. I had a great time. Yeah. Talking. Yeah. I love trying to share some good information for, for the viewers. Yeah. It. Yeah. Me too. And for our viewers, I'm going to be bringing, uh, you know this, but my viewers don't. We're going to be heading down to Todd Whittem to do some training with him in the fall to be on the court and get our butts kicked with you. We'll have to do another show then, talking about how you guys are you know, hanging in there. Oh, man. I know. We do, we do a follow-up. That would be so cool. Um, yeah, and just, but, uh, um, yeah, just remind everybody where they can kind of follow you. What, what are the sources that they can follow you at? Absolutely. So, you know, I mean, I think Instagram is, is definitely one of the best, you know, as we said about, you know, Todd Whittem underscore tennis. Yeah. Um, I'm on Facebook as well. Uh, but Instagram I'd say is a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I mean, I post, I try to post almost daily. Um, even though, you know, we're, we're filming the show right now, so maybe I won't post tonight, but <laughs> you know, but I do post mo most, most, uh, nights monday through friday um cool. or you come visit me in uh in coral springs florida which is basically the western part of fort lauderdale okay and it's the city that, that i grew up in um the city treats me amazing i run my system 
And, uh, you know, we have families that come from all over the country. And even we've had international students all the way from New Zealand or Australia that come in to visit us for this type of training. But I have pockets of kids. You know, you're from New York. I've had plenty from the Northeast yep. to Minnesota to California. I mean, you name it. We have kids coming from all over the country. So that's exciting that people, uh, you know, that are hearing my name and they're yeah. coming in for yeah. this type of training, which is very exciting for me. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, TW. Really appreciate it. Uh, everybody out there listening, until next time, keep it real, keep improving, and keep doing better. Thanks, Todd. Thank you so much.